You're listening to Pixelated Audio, and today we're going to be taking a look back at the last three years of making this podcast. Welcome to our show, Pixelated Audio. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, James. And I'm one of your hosts, Brian. And uh, the song you just heard was Battle from Golden Axe, the first game for arcade. Basically, the show is... <laughs> oh, man. Welcome uh, to Pixelated Audio, bi-weekly video game music and retro gaming podcast. We're your hosts. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, yeah. <laughs> Brian. And I'm one of your hosts, James. <laughs> oh my God, what were we thinking? Yeah, well, clearly. I mean, there's definitely been a massive amount of improvement over these three years, <laughs> but uh, it's so funny to go back and listen to how we sounded when we were so nervous to just hit the record button. Yeah. So today, uh, you know, we're, we're doing things a little bit differently. You know, we put out a show every two weeks. It's gotten to the point where uh, this week, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I just moved actually, and I'm just right. sitting in, like we're sitting together in a room full of boxes and a room full of boxes that will soon be where we record every two weeks. So. Right. Uh, but in those three years, I mean, we've never missed a first and a fifteenth. So uh, we still didn't want to miss one, but we decided this would be a really great chance to take a look back at the last three years since our last episode that came out was actually the three-year anniversary of the show. Yeah, because our first year anniversary, we did Double Dragon 2. Yeah, we did like every version of the game. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and then our second year anniversary, we had Matt Furness on, which was good. Um, We still get a lot of uh, messages about that episode. It was just such a unique and fun episode, which I can't wait to do some more of those. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So today, the whole point uh, of the show is uh, we we had stuff planned, but it was just we don't have a, really a, a place to record. Um, you may notice that our recording quality is a little bit different. We're actually yeah. not using our normal setup, our mixer and stuff like that. We're using just my uh, my Zoom H4n. We have it sitting on a Hero Quest board game box, yeah. And uh, we're sitting on the floor and we're just kind of listening to um, our first show. Yeah. we ever did going back just laughing and cringing and uh, having a good time and we thought this would be fun we know that over the three years a lot of people have popped in and uh, you know part way through the the shows like maybe in the 30s or 40s or 50s and haven't gotten back to these early episodes or if you have listened to the early episodes it might have been quite a while so um, we just are having so much fun listening to how nervous and, and like I think there's at one point I sound like I'm about to cry like, <laughs> So it's, it's oh, just so man. funny how much more comfortable we are now. Yeah, and the show format is, is the original format has kind of stayed the same where we focus on like one game or like maybe like just a few games in the series. Right. But um, the show itself has dramatically changed yeah. as like far we, as like what we do and what we feel like our focuses and fortes are. Right, like by adding things like betting and things like that with uh, after this, the tracks play. But the general idea of the show is still the same. We mm-hmm. love VGM music and we love looking into games and learning about games that uh, are more obscure. We've kind of stuck with that uh, instead of playing 
you know, songs that you hear everywhere. We wanted to pick out some songs that um, you may never have heard of that are just as good as the mainstream stuff. So right. uh, that hasn't really changed, which is surprising to, to take a look back and see that we're still sticking to our roots. We've just gotten better and we've refined the show a little bit more. Yeah, so today, again, we're not going to be playing anything new. You're going to listen to some parts of episode one with us. And uh, we're going to kind of just talk about how this podcast, it's its kind of evolved. Yeah, the ups years. and the downs, the ideas, and uh, just the, the way that it's evolved over the years. Yeah, so let's go ahead and continue with episode one. God, I'm so nervous to listen to this. Oh. <laughs> Do you have a, you want to share your notes with that? Right. Um, the game was designed by Mikado Uchida, um, and it originally debuted on the System 16 arcade hardware. That's the uh, same as Shinobi and... Right. Same stuff that of that time, right? Right. And um, some of the other games that Mukado uh, worked on was uh, things like Altered Beast, which was a big one, um, Alien Storm, Dynamite Cop, just to name a few. Um, yeah, you know, when I was researching uh, Uchida and the game development, it actually was, um, I, I actually read that he went up to the, the higher-ups at Sega and kind of pitched this idea to do a... Uh, Dragon Quest, like Dragon Quest RPG and stuff like that was really, you know, kind of booming at that time in the industry and was, you know, selling millions of copies and uh, or tens of thousands of copies. Um, I don't have an exact number in front of me, right. but um, he, he really loved that idea and being a fan of like Conan and and these, you know, kind yeah, of those action 70s movies action, of, yeah. you know, medieval uh, fantasy movies. Uh, he pitched this idea that he wanted to do a Dragon Quest like RPG and um I'm not sure if it was the one like it ended up being something he wanted to do for uh, the the Game Gear or anything like that, but um, it probably probably got shot down. Um, right, I can't see that being an idea for an arcade. That yeah, they, very they, well. they probably and, and Sega was so so rich in the in the coin op market at the time that it was something that um, you know they probably didn't want to deviate too too far from. Right, and I think a lot of people don't realize how heavy. Sega focused on arcades while others were focusing on consoles. It's like they had like two separate divisions, right. one for their console, uh, home console, where their cash cow was the arcades. But mm-hmm. this was the, you know, 80s and, and 90s yeah, when, when it arcades was still, were big. still yeah. really relevant, right? All over the world even. So um, let's see, before we get into the, the first block of tracks though, and uh, what we're going to do each episode is we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about the games and we're also going to play some of the music and... Um, this time we're going to kind of play a series of different tracks um, and uh, you know let you know about the composers and stuff like that. And this composer, this game, um, Golden Axe One, was credited by or composed by two people uh, primarily. Uh, the first one was Toru Nakabayashi. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's why we named this show um, Golden X because yeah. even we knew at the time we're like, holy crap, there's a lot of ums. But we were so nervous about getting started that if we, you know, went back and tried to re-record the show, you know, just redo it, mm-hmm. uh, we never would have started. It would have just. Been- oh yeah. 
I mean, that was actually something that I had, had pitched to you a while ago is that we've been doing the show for so long, it'd be fun to redo Golden Axe 1, like remastered. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And since like games and stuff like that do that, but uh, we ended up just continuing to move on with new stuff. And, yeah. And I think we'd only ever done one like practice run of a different game, which I think turned out to be uh, in our Xerinx episode. I think we did some, a little bit of research on Red Alarm or Red, Red Zone. Red Zone. Yeah, we did a little bit of research on Red Zone and sat down with some mics and played around with it to see how, how it went. Oh, but yeah, then we yeah, just yeah. decided to go with Golden Axe. So there was really no practicing or playing with stuff. We just kind of jumped right in and... And man, that that hitting record was the scariest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Both of us never had any mic experience. Right. We've never done anything like that. So uh, it was kind of it was nerve wracking for both yeah. of us, you know, to get in front of a mic and actually have to hear our own voice, uh, which you know to this day I still cringe when I hear myself talk. So. <laughs> um, well, and we had no idea how difficult it was going to be. I mean, I think that first episode took like eight hours to record or something like that because we had to keep breaking it up and yeah. like figuring out how we're gonna do it and well just that and um like just not fumbling words all the time was was difficult and yeah that's it, that episode turned out the best that we could make at that time <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um you know we've had a lot of questions kind of over the years and i try to kind of gather some in you know kind of floating through um emails past emails and stuff and um i don't recall specific um, people that that asked questions but I did see kind of a trend some people asked uh, kind of how how the show is made and right. so usually I guess we'll kind of go from start to finish usually when James and I come up with a episode theme um, there, there's times where we have it it's very deliberate and we know what we want to work right. on we know what we want to kind of focus on next other times it's random yeah, and sometimes it's just a few days before we record the episode, we pick a game and jam on the research and uh, throw it together and, you know, meet up and record the episode. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely hear a lot of people that are interested in starting their own podcast. Uh, I mean, all the equipment's out there. It's easy to get started and set up and doesn't cost, you know, anything to put your show out there. So there are a lot of people that are interested in the process of making a show. Yeah, so after we, uh, you know, sit down, we got our research done. Um, James and I use a mixer. It's a Behringer mixer for, it's for mic input XLR. We use XLR microphones. We use ATR 2100s for recording. Um, let's see here, what else? We use a H4N to actually take in the input. That way we don't have any, you know, everything's solid state on the desk. We don't have a computer running with fans and stuff going. Uh, it makes it a little bit, right, little bit more easy to, you know, start and stop whenever we want. And then um, post-production, I do all the editing and it's all done in Audacity because it's free, it's right. open source, and I love it. And then after that, um, you know, we put in, so the music actually goes in in post, even though we listen to it as we're recording. Right, we take our, our breaks when we play the music, we listen to it, we write our own notes on the fly. We don't really spend a lot of time writing notes ahead of time about the songs. We kind of like to um, see how we're feeling in the moment based on how the episode's going and mm. the dialogue that Brian and I are having. So. <laughs> Uh, we like to keep that on the fly. So we do listen to everything in the spots where they appear in the show. Right. And then afterwards we go in and inject the uh, the proper sound. And then, you know, when we do like channel breakdowns and stuff like that, there are uh, a, a few extra little things that, that we do. Um, I have a, a specific version of like VGM in 
that I, I compiled myself that's more like a soundboard for our specific needs so I can turn channels off and on as we're going live. Um, I also use um, a custom FUBAR plugin that um, I have compiled that does similar things. So uh, it just makes it a little bit easier to do live than to oh, go yeah. in and flip on channel. You know, it's it's a little bit of a pain. Yeah, because we listen to these tracks over and over before we record episodes. But sometimes on the day, you notice something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's just great to be able to say, hey, Brian, like, can we check out this track and turn these channels off and like listen to this sound that, that just popped up? And, and it's always really fun to make the show feel more alive and fluid and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, let's get into our next track from episode one. I'm not sure what it is here. I think we played a track from the Genesis Wilderness. All right, so let's check that out and we'll listen to the disaster when we come back. <laughs> Thank you. 
right, the tracks you just heard were Wilderness for the Sega Genesis Mega Drive and Turtle Village 2 Round 4 for the arcade, uh, both from Golden Axe 1. Right. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the, the game uh, tracks that we just heard? Sure. Um, as you may have noticed, uh, the Wilderness track actually is uh, it's kind of an upbeat song for you know a barbarian sword slaying type game. Yeah. Um, and I feel like since it shows up so early in the game, it's kind of like... Um, you're excited to go on this adventure sets to the avenge tone. your family. It definitely sets like the that. tone yeah. for the entire game. It kind of keeps you. I mean, and the you know for coin op too, a lot of people would pop in a quarter and start playing and maybe never get to the next round. Right. So that first so track is really very good. important to kind of keep their kind of pique their interest in and keep going. You know, with mm-hmm. it and want to want to keep playing. Um, yeah, yeah no, it was a good track. It's kind of an optimistic feel to it. Um, you know, you're you're kind of starting out and you're ready to go. Um, whereas in Turtle Village 2, round four, I feel like it starts to get a little bit more somber. Um, kind of like you're the maybe this this adventure is not going to be as easy as you thought it was going to be. Or And this is a, like already you're in the second level of the yeah, game. Yeah, so for a lot of people, this may be about as far as they're going to get. Yeah. They run out of quarters by this point. But it, it, it has that kind of um, that those kind of synth sounds like in the back the don't 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 and right. I, I think that that's that's really rad like i could kind of listen to that like you know quietly all day long that's, no, that's yeah, pretty rad the, the turtle village 2 track uh, round four is is one of my favorite tracks from this album yeah definitely, definitely. it has this real big progression of kind of a build-up and i really like that um so kind of getting back into uh golden axe one the game um the the story takes place in this land called Uria. It's this high fantasy medieval world. Yeah, it's a very Conan like, you know, very it's basically dangerous. Conan yeah. unlicensed version and right. they, they didn't have to pay royalties on. Anyways, so um the main antagonist is Death Adder and uh, he captures uh is it the king and queen? The king and his daughter. Oh, king and his daughter. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and just a hostile takeover comes in, kidnaps him and forces uh the the country to follow him or he's going to execute the king and his daughter so okay so where does the golden axe fall into place there James? um the golden axe is actually uh it's kind of uh, like it's, a, a, it's like a relic of it's like something special that this kingdom has it's i guess it's a very special weapon and gives you powers um or amplifies your power or something like that and um he takes it over so you don't you don't play with a, a golden axe so your yeah. characters don't have a golden axe but um the the villain he has it he's t- taking it over yeah and if you look at the title screen actually yeah once we start it's pretty talking like without the, um, thinking the the right it gets a little more natural but well i think we've spent so many years just like loving video game music and hanging out talking about what we liked about each song yeah. and, and stuff like that i think that that was the easiest part of the episodes whereas research and basically giving like a book report on a game yeah. was the hard part well we get a lot more I, I guess we get a lot more research in we we know how to research a lot better right. I think too you know before it was like we would try to compile a million different sources where now we're a lot better at like cross-referencing and making sure our facts are straight right and uh, also finding a lot better info talking directly to people involved has and composers has been uh, a lot more useful than some you know just trying to dig up some random right. stuff and so. i think the way that we write our notes now is a little bit more natural for us um before we were very concerned with uh like we didn't know what to say so we we were very 
detailed in our notes and now it's much less detailed and I think it allows us to show our, our personalities and it feels a little bit more natural to put those thoughts together than having them kind of more figured out for you. Yeah, because b- before the bullet points that we would have would be almost like their own mini reports in themselves yeah. and so we would get like we would try to kind of remember what we were writing and then like try to add ah, it was just a mess yeah it was difficult to, to make it sound natural and and I think uh, one other thing that I noticed from listening to that clip is we don't play two tracks butted up together anymore like we'll separate them with talking we about that a, them. we yeah. stopped that a long time ago too it's been yeah. over a year I it was think. oh I think it's been much longer than that but it, oh, it okay. just was confusing uh, to me, and when I've listened to our show and other shows, like sometimes it's not easy to tell where the track ends, and mm-hmm. then you have another song that's kind of replaced what you were thinking about with the previous song. So yeah, um, now I, I like the way that we do it. With if we're gonna play back-to-back tracks, we still break it up by talking about the track. Yeah, and then just jump right back into the track. And you know that hasn't uh, changed into playing less music. If anything, we actually play more right. because of it. Cause our show has always been a lot more music heavy. We do talk a lot about the games and stuff and our opinions about the tracks, but as far as the amount of music we play, it's always chock full of, Oh yeah. Uh, Just music. look at that Lunar episode. I think it had 20 tracks or something in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was about 48 and 49 minutes. I can't remember exactly of, of actual music right. for, you know, a, two hour 45 minute episode so i mean that's with an interview yeah so. with an interview and that always adds a little bit of time um kind of circling back over to the interview thing i've had a lot of people ask me over the over the years and i think ask you too like how do you guys get you know all these oh, composers yeah. on to, to interview yeah because we're not like you know big in you know game circles you know we just go out there and ask and yeah uh, really what it comes down to is i'm just a smooth talker <laughs> yeah <laughs> Brian is definitely born with a silver tongue. He uh, definitely inherited that. Well, no, you know, like what it, what it is is uh, to, you know, a lot of these um, people I'll, I'll email and, and it won't really necessarily be about like an interview, you know, to do. Like I won't say, hey, do you want to just be on the show? Isn't right. It? You know, I usually kind of open up with something like, hey, um, you know, we really like, we really like your music. I know this has probably been a long time since you even thought about this, but uh, we just want to say we appreciate the stuff that you did, you know, then, and we still appreciate it now. And usually, if they respond to that, then I know that they're, you know, kind of open to maybe talking about it. And yeah. so I'll ask them a little bit about the game, a little bit about what they're doing now. Yeah. And so that's, you know, how it's turned out with everybody so far. Yeah, and it's not like some formula that we decided works best. It's just it allows us to get, um, you know, our love and appreciation for their work mm-hmm. out of the way and, uh, you know, get get talking to someone that we have looked up to. So, um, and then if a lot of these people we find, no one really wants to talk to them about their music. A lot of times they say, no one has asked me about that game yep. in 20 years. Exactly. And so it, it, to them, it's exciting to take a look back at something that, that um, you know they haven't thought about, like you said. I mean, when we talked to Chris Hulesbeck, he said nobody really asked him about Jim Power, but that's one of his favorite soundtracks that he's ever done. So mm-hmm. to us, that was exciting to see that that um, there are plenty of games that these amazing composers have done that uh, they're excited to talk about. Yeah, Iwadade was really into being on the show. Like he was, he was more into it than I expected. He was yeah. like, yeah, I can't wait, you know, and so. Yeah. Uh, he was really excited. He asked me to translate the whole episode into Japanese so that he could listen, and I realized, no, that's way too much work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. You're going to have to, like, buck up and learn a little bit of English or something for that. 
Um, but yeah, you know, uh, talking to these these composers and stuff, it's uh, been a lot of fun. It's been very educational. We don't actively go out and try to find composers to interview. Right. It's usually like, let's we like this song. Let's do an episode on it, or this music. Let's do an episode on it. I wonder what the composer's doing. Yeah. And that's usually what it comes down to. Yeah. So we try to try to pick episodes, you know, as far in advance as we can, so that we can give some of these composers time. Uh, we've had a few instances where we've um, reached out to people and we decided to go ahead with doing the episode like when we did the Batman episode, uh, Naoki Kodaka oh no, it was, we did Journey to Journey Silius. Silius yeah. Naoki Kodaka got back to us. And After we'd recorded the show. Yeah. yeah so. and, and I've never heard him ever do an interview so I was like, oh my god we missed our golden opportunity. Yeah, and Journey to Silius would have been the episode to do too. Yeah, but, but whatever. He's yeah, done he, a lot of other good music. So. Yeah, but I mean it's, it's interesting to see sometimes these composers Composers uh, will get back to you relatively quickly. Sometimes it takes a few months, and uh, sometimes it's hard to make schedules align. So uh, there's definitely plans out there that we have and things that we're interested in, but um, we're just waiting for things to fall into place. Yep. Uh, let's go back over to this episode. Listen to a few more minutes of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I liked it a lot. That's why we had to throw that one in there. Um, that brings us into Golden Axe 2. And so let's go ahead and move along to uh, the second game in the series. That was released in 1991 by Sega, just two years later. And um, the composer for this game is actually uh, a pretty heavy hitter, right? So um, right. this is Naofumi Hataya. And has quite the list of games to their name. Yeah. So we got, impressive. we got, of course, Golden Axe 2, Golden Axe 3. Uh, we have Nights into Dreams for the Sega Saturn, yeah. Uh, along with Burning Rangers, which we're definitely gonna have yeah, to have that's a another full, great one. That's gonna be a full episode sometime uh, yeah. on Burning Rangers because that game is just too too amazingly awesome. So, um, and then uh, also did a lot of the Sonic games, a lot of Sonic, Sonic Two, Sonic CD, uh, even more modern ones like yeah. Sonic Colors, uh, Generations, Lost World, and even the. Uh, Mario and Sonic Olympic games that are was was that for the Wii uh, the Wii version was that the London I actually did both the, okay so the, he did the all London of them. and the most recent one all right that's that's awesome no so really heavy hitter for this uh, soundtrack and the, right. the sound is very good in this game um, and uh, so we're gonna go ahead and get into those uh, those first tracks and um, we have uh, let's see on here we have we have three songs um, the title theme. Dark Gould's Chamber and Ravaged Village. And these are all from the Genesis version um, versus the the Mega Play, which was actually right. ported from the Genesis to the arcade. Right. So it went backwards or reverse this time. It yeah. was primarily made for the Genesis and then it went to the arcade.
that was a good set of tracks. Uh, I, you know, I like, um, I think I got to say that I like Golden Axe 2 uh, soundtrack uh, far better than the first one. Now, the first the first one is is good, but um, Golden Axe 2 is probably my favorite, has my favorite sound. It has a little bit more of a refined sound. Yeah, to it. and that, you know, that first track, once again, the the tracks that, um, that you heard uh, just now were the title theme of uh, Golden Axe 2 for the Sega Genesis, then the Dark Gold's Chamber, and then uh, Ravage Village. And um, that that first track is so awesome. It starts off this very ominous kind of, again, yeah. sounding, kind of gearing you up for it. And then it breaks into this kind of like funk, which yeah, is Yeah, it's very so in awesome. your face, and then it goes into a whole different yeah, direction. Yeah, and the you know, the the, it's kind of one of the things about this composer. Very, very creative and works mm-hmm. likes to work outside of the bounds of the space. And um, moving into the dark gold's chamber, um, what do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, that, I mean that one is is uh, kind of your mi- main boss theme again. You know, he's the the main villain, so uh, it definitely has a very uh, dramatic feel. Like maybe a little bit more time is spent on that one because it's it's the big one. That's the the end, and it kind of definitely rewards you for getting that far in the game, which is not an easy feat. Yeah, so. and you know, all these these tracks are really. You know, even if you didn't play a lot of them, you could still appreciate this game. Um, and the Ravage Village too. Like, I just, I love that. I love that track. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it has could, like an urgency to it. Yeah, like, it's the first. It's the first round of the game, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's the first level, and it's, it's uh, the 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 most memorable one for me. I really mm-hmm. like that track. So. Um, those right. were the, we the picked three those three songs just to, to show the variety that this soundtrack has. I mean, yeah, there's many other great tracks in the soundtrack. Now, but- Fumi, uh, you know, it there's there's so much like we said earlier, like so much variety, and and this game has a lot more variety than the other than the other ones. <laughs> I can't I can't believe we did three tracks back to back without like telling the names and, and dividing it up. But I mean, at least in this episode. Even if we don't feel like we were on point, the music was excellent. Music was good. It was a great, I think Golden Axe was a great episode to be our episode one. Yeah. I think, too, it kind of made sense because we wanted to do arcade stuff. Originally, you know, stuff that wasn't done. Right. And nobody really was playing arcade stuff. I think back then it was like Legacy Music Hour, VG Empire. There wasn't anywhere near as many video game music podcasts back when we yeah. first were talking about doing an episode. Pixel, Pixel Tunes Radio was around, but they we didn't know uh, of we didn't them. know of them yeah. until like I think Halloween episode or something like that. Like, yeah, it was, it, they must have been like thirty episodes in. I think we were about close to that too. Yeah, and I think one of the things that really spurred us into getting the ep- the getting the show started was that Legacy Music Hour decided they were no longer going to be a podcast. We felt, mm-hmm. you know, that that was a huge hit to the VGM community and uh, we felt we had something different. We weren't, you know, we weren't planning on trying to do the same thing. That obviously, they were doing, but, obviously, we but, don't have uh, we don't have like the comedy background yeah. or anything like that. We're not trying to be funny when we do the show. We're just trying to, you know, we're two friends just having a good time listening to VGM. So, yeah, know, we and, don't have a comedy routine to go with the yeah. show. In fact, some of our jokes are pretty bad. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, definitely some of those puns and things like that. But uh, we thought it would be fun to give a give it a go, and we've been really happy with with the result and uh, meeting all these people, whether it's composers or listeners and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just been really fun to connect with people that have a similar interest. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Last three years, any favorite episode that you've... Well, I mean, any of the episodes that have composers on it are great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just for me, it's just been exciting digging into systems that I didn't know very well and uh, games that I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. It was always exciting. Um, and then a lot of the Amiga stuff has always kind of stuck really great with me. I, I like um, like some of those those tracks are just so insane. The Astroth episode was really fun. That's one that I was actually thinking about. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a really good episode. It was a game that I didn't play much. You know, when we did the episode, it's not a game that I really plan on going back to, but the music was just very, very good. Yeah. Oh, um, Locke's Quest episode was also really fun. Yeah. Uh, I was, was, I'm trying to think of like early episodes that I, I remember having fun doing. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was only the second composer we'd ever had on. Uh, and we got to share that with our friend Swindu, who is a huge Locke's Quest fan. So yeah. that made that episode extra special, yeah. I think. Barry Leach, we had him on our, as our first composer yeah. ever and that was kind of a big deal for us because i asked him actually i remember um we're actually really close with him now yeah. really good friends uh have built up a good friendship uh and relationship over the years but when i first messaged him i was just like hey do you have any information about this he's like well i could you know tell you about it on the show and mm -hmm. that's what sparked the whole like oh just have him on yeah i mean thing. we weren't really thinking about having composers on at that point because i don't think we thought anyone would ever be on the show and yeah. uh, at that point it was just so fun I mean Barry is someone that uh, I know for me especially all of his racing games and stuff like that played a huge impact in my life I loved racing mm -hmm. uh, racing games so and I liked I just like the way racing music is um, and uh, so it was just like what like this yeah. is so insane yeah we have a lot of really good ideas lined up for the rest of this year and for you know future stuff we do have some composer stuff mm -hmm. lined up that we've talked about already doing the show on that um you know we're just kind of waiting on timing you know right. this move stuff this is the the one week that i think it's just hard too hard for us to actually record we had a show ready to go mm -hmm. just about and uh we were just like you know what we if we try to push ourselves we're gonna lose quality and we don't want to do that right and it was just it seemed like the perfect time to we just made it through three years and if we were going to take any type of a semi break like this this would be the time to do a smaller episode that's more just laid back and looking back at that how far we've come yeah i'm looking at the uh the website right now um <laughs> episodes trying to look at the other episodes that i i really liked um, Kirby was really fun. Oh yeah. Oh, the Outfoxies. That was a that was a fun one. Yeah, that was kind a really jazzy. great arcade game. The but if you look at some of those early episodes, like the Halloween episode um, and stuff like that, like we we probably went a little too hard, <laughs> like way too many games, way too many tracks yeah. to cover. Uh, but and uh, some of them are games that I would love to do a full yeah, just kind of focus thing on, really right? you know a lot more. But um, I'm just I'm really happy with uh, with the variety that we've been able to cultivate yeah speaking of variety i think like the next three shows we kind of have in the pipeline are are well, i think we're going to be going back to a lot of fm synth kind of mm -hmm. our, our sweet spot uh we do have some interviews lined up we do have some really good stuff that i'm excited to play and uh now you know giving us a little bit of a breather uh we're going to really have more time to focus on that stuff yeah and uh i'm excited for that but so far, three years, been a good run, and hopefully, you know, keep it going. Yeah, another, I mean, another three years. Yeah, maybe. like we've had our, our ups and downs, and like I said before, there were a few spots where we talked about maybe not doing the show anymore, but it's going strong now, and we have no plans of stopping anytime soon, so. Yeah, and I think, that, you know, there's always room to add more, like, not necessarily more shows, but more 
ideas, more, you know, change stuff up. We're, you know, we were talking about doing like little kind of off week things, you know, like just yeah. kind of like this, just sitting in front of the recorder talking about maybe what we're playing and uh, play a few tracks from music or just something light like an MSX game or yeah. you know, something. Yeah, we can experiment some more now that we've been doing it for so long. We got to keep it fresh for us, but we also want to keep it fresh for the listeners. Try mm-hmm. try some few, you know, try a few things, experiment and see, you know, maybe these things don't turn out so great, but uh, we at least we got to try. Yeah. Do you want to listen to one more track from Oh yeah. from Golden Axe and then we'll uh, I think we'll wrap it up. And once again, the tracks you just heard were um, In a Fortress and Hope for Tomorrow. From uh, the arcade uh, Revenge of Death Adder. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so just kind of, you know, conclude, uh, kind of summarize everything we've talked about. We talked about Golden Axe um, for the arcade for Sega Genesis Mega Drive. Uh, talked about Golden Axe 2. Uh, which was for the Mega Drive, uh, Genesis, and then ported over to the Mega Play. And uh, then we uh, had some Golden Axe 3, and then the Revenge of Death Adder. Um, if you were going to go back and play any of these games, which you w- which one would you recommend the most? Um, I would say that I definitely want to go back to Revenge of Death Adder and see where we're down the we path. Should, we should I play that go. through together. Yeah. Um, that might be a good one to make a playthrough video. Of. Yeah. Fun. yeah so, it's a great multiplayer. So, Like we were saying earlier, it holds up today and it's a good game. Um, you know, I, I think, think we're too hard on ourselves. Game. This uh, wasn't as bad as I thought. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it was rocky in the beginning, but yeah. we warmed up. I think that's always been the issue with, uh, with recording. It's always a little bit rougher in the beginning, but I think uh, the gap between rough and smooth is a little bit smaller now. Right. But but uh, it was it was definitely fun for us to take a trip down memory lane and look back at you know how we were three years ago starting out not knowing anything and and also hearing how the quality of the show has improved or right. the equipment upgrades and minus, like minus today of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you know uh, I've had a lot of fun doing the show I really mm-hmm. do I, I look forward to what we're gonna do next uh, it's always kind of exciting you know research is. Is sometimes it's a it's a lot of work for us, but it's also part of the fun. It's like, oh, oh man, like course. what can I find out here? And there's little tiny threads, and uh, you know, it's just it's always interesting, even though it is work. It's kind of a labor of love. Yeah, and it's to me, it's just so great when we started doing the show. 
I didn't know a whole lot about how a lot of the systems worked and uh, I had limited knowledge of some of the systems in general and now you know it's great to, to have games in those systems that are games that would be fun to play or recommend to other people to try out and it's just great to increase the knowledge of a genre that we love. Yeah, myself too. I've learned, you know, I, I had a pretty good understanding of a lot of chips because I've been doing this for so long. Right. Uh, it's, well, it's you're, a much, you're, mu you're much more into technology than I am, so I don't know. Right, right. I don't know. I basically know that I can hit power and reset and put a disc in or a cartridge <laughs> and it works. But, you know, for myself too, I, I learn a little bit more about the details. Sometimes I don't always say it on the show, uh, like, you know, get into the really technical stuff because there is that that line we don't want to cross to become you know becoming like just a techie only right. show uh, it, it we're trying to make it so that anybody listening you know anybody listening can at least grasp the the general ideas there might be a little bit of technical in, info thrown in but also want to keep a, a good balance between yeah. the two. I think if I can follow along, then it's it's pretty good that I, other people should be able to follow. So along when I when <laughs> yeah when I when I'm uh, you know breaking down the chips and stuff, I always make sure that if James can understand what I'm saying, yep, then uh, then I'm probably safe. Yep. Yeah. And I sometimes surprise myself with uh, recalling some of the the things that we've talked about in past episodes. Yeah, we're well, getting pretty good now, man. Especially with like you know Genesis, NES, Game Boy, yeah, Game Gears, MSX, even stuff like that. You're getting pretty good. A lot of the FM chips, I think, are getting down <laughs> pretty well. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's good. Nice yeah. little trip down memory lane. Yeah. It's it was uh, brightened my day up a little bit. I think. Yeah. Uh, we will be back in a few weeks with a fresh new episode. Yep. Uh, episode. Full regular style episode. Yeah. We won't be looking at episode two. What was episode two? Uh, soccer. Oh, that was soccer. That was actually a good one too. Yeah. I think there might have been a little bit too many games in that episode too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah. So we got a really great episode lined up in a few weeks and also a few after that. We think you guys will really like uh, do apologize that if you were expecting a full episode today with a lot of new music or you know old music, I guess uh, we do apologize if that's what you're looking for because we obviously did not deliver. Yeah. But uh, you know we wanted to do something that kind of was important for us. Three years is a big deal. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we'll do something really big for our 100 episode. Oh yeah, that's coming up uh, probably towards the end of this year. And yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're new to the show and uh, you're expecting something something new i mean we have so many episodes definitely go to our website pixelateaudio.com and go on the episodes page and scroll through the 80 plus episodes that we have to pick from so yeah there's it's something will you know float your boat and you, you'll you'll find something you'll enjoy i'm sure anyways thank you guys so much for listening again three years is a big deal for us and so we thank you guys for your support we do have a patreon so if you haven't signed up and you want to pitch a few dollars our way uh, you know, go, go to patreon.com slash pixelated audio, or there's a link on our website as well. Right. Uh, we can also be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also we are the official podcast of VGMRips.net. Yeah. Great place to find tons of video game music. That's high quality. It's all cataloged very well and you can download, make your own playlists and stuff like that. So it's a, it's just a great place to further your own knowledge of video game music. Yeah, so we do want to ask you guys a few things if you've made it this far into the show. Uh, over the last three years, 
what what are some of the episodes that really caught your your ear? I guess. That's yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. You know, what episodes did you like? What episodes did you think we just totally fumbled on? And and you know, we we took baby steps as we progressed and as the show advanced and you know it moved forward. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts about yeah. pixelated audio and and our show for the last uh, three years? You know, let us know in the comments. You can send us an email, uh, message us on Twitter, however you want to do it. Yeah, and not just episodes, uh, systems that maybe you didn't know much about and now you love, or game series that you've started to check out and play on your own through an emulator or whatnot. Like, uh, we're very curious to see um, what what ways the show has touched your life and changed your gaming. Yep, yep. Anything that maybe has given you a little extra inspiration, or you've heard a you know a track for the first time on the show, uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys, for listening and supporting the show for the last three years.